Welcome back to Seeing Life from a Different Angle. You know, I started this podcast back in October of last year. And I think today this is probably the 24th or 25th podcast, maybe 26th. And I've started also doing some daily thoughts. I think I'm up to daily thought number 10. And I really want to thank everyone who listens to this podcast. Um, as I invited you last week, I would hope that you know you feel free to take the risk, um, much like Elon Musk is doing now, to say what it is you really want to say. You know, I am very open to you coming and joining my Facebook page, seeing life from a different angle, and see it as an opportunity, as a place to kind of talk about what is on your mind. It doesn't have to be something that you know shocks or stuns the world it can be simple thoughts it can be shocking and stunning one way or another it's an open invitation to come to that page there's no censorship there i can't stop whatever facebook may or may not stop but i will say that you know i am open and interested in hearing your thoughts whether it's about psychology or whether it's about religion whether it's about philosophy or the combination of two or all three of those you know i think it's an it's a rare thing in our society today to have the freedom to be able to speak about what it is that comes to our minds about to talk openly about any of these topics you know it's it's not something very popular anymore to be able to say that i disagree with this thought or that thought or this idea or that idea you know but we have to have the opportunity i think if there is to be some sense of liberty in this country or around the world you know we have been tied down all of our lives there's a reason why it is that the founding fathers of the united states said that we needed to have freedom of speech and freedom of religion and freedom to own property and you know freedom to carry weapons whatever the case might be all these freedoms were given to us because throughout history we have been denied these freedoms. There's always been somebody who is an oppressor. We can't deny that it is a constant process of worrying about being oppressed in our country as well as around the world. You know, it's not just from weaponry that, you know, you can look at Ukraine and say, okay, well, it's, you know, they're being oppressed by Russia. You know, their lives are threatened day in and day out. And that won't diminish the value of that. But I will say it's important for us to consider that oppression is a commonplace occurrence, has been since the beginning of time. And I think it's something that we in the United States suffer from as well. Our government is oppressive. There's no doubt about it. We are told day in and day out what to do. We're told day in and day out to pay our taxes. We're told day in and day out you know, how to live our lives some of them are good laws. Some of them are based upon principles that make sense. You know, you don't want to be riding down the wrong side of the road. It's important for us to have these laws because we do want to seek to protect, you know, society and we want to protect each other. But we're doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, we're not doing it because we love each other, because we care about each other. We're doing it because we don't really, in the long run, want to get in trouble for breaking the law or saying something or doing something or feeling something that is contrary to what the culture would have us say or believe, you know. And so we have to ask ourselves, you know, much like when we had these conversations about morality, are we doing the things that are morally sound for us? Maybe. 
You know, if we look at C.S. Lewis's realms of morality, whether we are taking care of ourselves and making sure that we're doing the right things by ourselves, whether we are taking care of others, whether or not we are seeing our others individuals in this world as a part of the family of God, you know, when we look at these things, we don't even pay attention to the latter of those two, three things. It is rare that we even consider that this person sitting next to me or that guy walking down the street or that homeless person who's sleeping on the curb or that guy who's begging for money or the person who's calling on the phone just trying to do their job. We don't see them as our brothers and sisters. Let's be real. We don't. You know, we should, but we don't. And the reason I think we don't is because we don't take these other two realms of morality, the realm of taking care of ourselves and not doing and taking care of our of others we don't see those that way we see them from a very self-serving perspective i'm going to take care of myself this is about me so i'm going to take time for myself i'm going to take vacations for myself i'm going to do things for myself and i'll be damned if anybody gets in my way because they're going to pay the price because i need this for me what have we become okay let's be honest this is the way the human race has always been. We have diverged from the healthy path of doing healthy things for ourselves since the beginning of mankind. Since Cain and Abel, since Adam and Eve, we have spent much of our time focused on what it is that is going to be better for us, even if it is at the expense of others. And so when we consider that and then we look at how it is we treat others, let's be honest, you know, if we're kind enough we will not do harm to other people what the heck happened with us doing well for others caring about others being generous for others toward others what happened to that why is it that we're willing to not do negative but we're not willing to do the positive i'm not preaching to you i promise but i'm just simply bringing up the thought what happened to us you know why is it that we as a society that we as human beings have gotten in this place where we you know, don't think about what it is that the other person needs and only think about what it is we need. Goes back to one of the podcasts early on when we talked about the concept of subjectivism versus objectivism. You know, when we are so focused on being subjective and men of the stomach or men of the head that we don't take into account as men of the chest would the needs of the other. And I think that that's part of why it is that we have all these oppressive and restrictive policies that guide and maintain our very existence day in and day out. It's because fear rules society, not love. Love doesn't rule anything in this space because human beings don't stay in that space. We live in this very limited reality, this fenced in yard that says, you know, as long as you stay in this space and as long as you focus on what's going on in this space, you'll be fine. Don't step out of that space, because as soon as you step out of that space, you're going to cause trouble. And as soon as you cause trouble, you're likely to lose everything that you have. You know, when I started this podcast, one of my brothers had given me the advice and said, you know, don't talk about anything controversial, because then people will take sides and people will not listen and you'll lose an audience. And I know that he's right on the one hand, but I also know that on the other hand, what it ends up doing is kind of limiting the possibility for exploration. Because what is this about other than the opportunity for exploration, the opportunity to kind of explore, discover, 
examine and question what it is that you know goes on inside of us psychologically what it is that makes us do what it is we do how it is that it relates to our views of god and the world and the philosophies that we have developed over time and i think it's important for us to really challenge those things to consider those things to examine more deeply the things that occur in our lives that's the hard part though in order to do so we run headlong oftentimes into societal norms a couple podcasts ago i ran into a societal norm hard and the norm i ran into is our passion for death and the, the podcast was about the value of life and the fact that in in abortion or in euthanasia we are robbing God of what it is that rightfully belongs to him which is the opportunity to give us love we're taking away an object of God's love and what right do we have to, to be doing that you know I think it's one of those topics just like many others in our society that we run headlong into and avoid repeatedly you know you can't bring up certain things when you are in polite company you can't even bring up certain things anymore even when you're not in polite company i mean when is the last time any of you who might be trump supporters for instance walked into a restaurant and said the word trump loud enough that other people could hear it i would challenge most of you to say that probably you keep it relatively quiet you might whisper his name you know when is the last time anybody said i have problems or issues or concerns or worries or fears about this gender fluidity issue in our country you know about a third bathroom for people who are transsexual or believe themselves to be gender fluid we don't say anything out loud and the reason we don't is because we live in fear god forbid we say anything that might challenge these societal norms because then what happens to us we all know what happens to us we become canceled people stop listening people stop broadcasting people stop caring about this person they get fired whatever the case might be and yet what are we if not human beings who desperately long to be free there is not a single human being who doesn't long to be free and part of freedom is being able to say what it is that we're considering i'm not saying we scream it from the mountaintops and tell people they must believe it under penalty of death instead what i'm talking about is being able to say what it is we've experienced what it is we're thinking what it is we're feeling what we've been considering you know we need to be able to have these conversations without concern that someone is going to be so triggered or so offended or so disappointed or so frustrated or so full of hate toward us or believing that we're so full of hate toward them that we just mute ourselves is that the type of world within which we as human beings can grow the answer is no if we can't challenge if we can't even consider within our own minds what it is that we're experiencing day in and day out if we can't even consider those things in our own minds then what type of existence can we have and that's it it's barely an existence for the most part most individuals subsist we just get by and pray to god that nobody runs into us in any controversial sort of ways we keep our mouths shut we do not live we do not live because living 
is about connection. Connection is about the ability to be able to really see what it is this other person is about and be able to say what it is we're about and let them see us as well. But we don't do that anymore. We don't. And as a society, we have really never done that. There are ideals that we all have. These freedoms that the Founding Fathers laid out you know, in the Declaration of Independence and in our Constitution, these freedoms that are laid out are ideals, and they're wonderful ideals. And one may even say they're divine ideals. Because much like with C.S. Lewis's concepts of morality, those three realms of morality, those exist really only in the divine place of us when we are infants, when we live in that wide open reality, when we believe in magic, when we can believe the possibility of anything, when we have a true connection with those who love us, as well as, you know, whether it's human or supernatural, you know, whether it is our parents or and God, you know, we live in that perfect space where there is the possibility of love there is the possibility of freedom as a matter of fact we don't even consider the lack of a possibility of those things until we end up finding ourselves having to contend with what people call the real world you know what is the real world other than a fear ridden fear provoking place that really is ultimately about telling us what it is we can't do you know and if we're going to treat others how to not treat them not how to treat them not how to love them not how to care about them but how not to hurt them and what are we supposed to do how are we supposed to deal with this well we do we deal with it by falling inside of ourselves and say okay well i'm not going to hurt anybody else but i'm really going to take care of myself i'm going to drink too much i'm going to smoke too much i'm going to have too much sex with people that don't matter to me but these things feel good for me they're satisfying for me and what I've just laid out for you is what I call artificial pleasure in a place of subsistence where we're not loved and we don't have love, but we're not connected with others. We're not even in a place of fantasizing that life is really a beautiful thing. We're just moving from moment to moment trying to get by. And that is a place based on fear. It is time. You know, it is time for us to be able to think for ourselves to talk about what it is that is on our minds to say the things that society would have us not say and whether it's on Twitter or it's on Facebook or it's from one person to another as long as what we say is based upon love not the desire to avoid hurting someone but the desire out of love to help others grow that's what we need to be able to feel free to do so it is time it's time to get up. It is time to take this risk. It is time to take this challenge. It is time to say, I'm tired of just living in the negative or avoiding the negative. I want something positive in my life. I want something nurturing in my life. I want to give and care for other people. That's what we have to focus on. It's your choice. Be well.